0: Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City, Utah. Happy New Year to everybody. Joined today by my friend and partner, Brian. How we doing, Brian? Doing great. Happy New Year, everybody. Indeed. And and let's recap today. We want to recap 2018. Look forward to 2019, Brian. But I think 2018, at least for me, was the strangest year I've ever seen. For you going back to 2008, right?
1: Definitely. Uh, since 2008, uh, I would say that definitely 2018 was probably the most challenging year uh, we've had over the last you know 10 years or so. so it's, it's been a tough year.
0: And it, and it was it was challenging and we're going to speak to that in a second, but it was just strange. And let me talk about the strangeness of the year. And, and focus on the economy first. Brian, I'm going to throw a few things out to you, focusing on the individual, and then we'll talk about companies, mm-hmm. as, as to why 2018 was so great, for the most part. Uh, if we focus on the worker, right? Worker productivity, which is the key to economic growth, significantly improved in 2018. Standard of living went higher. Wage growth went higher. Here's the one that blows me away. For the first time in U.S. history, the number of job openings exceeded the number of people seeking employment, which the first time in history. So um, unemployment was low, low, low. Household debt relative to income, historically low. So people, their net worth has gone up uh, considerably. So one of the great years in recent memory for everyone.
1: Yeah, fundamentally uh, 2018 uh, was a great year. Earnings were up in corporate America, up over 20%. Yep. Um, Like you said, from an an individual standpoint, household debt was in line and, and not excessive. Uh, you talk about wage growth, and unemployment was, was low, so very
0: good year, You know, very good year from that standpoint. Earnings grew more than 20%, like you said. Yeah. More dividends were paid out in 2018 than at any time in history. Mm-hmm. Growth, tax reform, just a really healthy economy. So we it, we get to October, and then things start to teeter, and then November, and then December, <laughs> it was bad, Brian. It was bad, and and we'll, we'll we'll ask why it was bad. But I I gotta tell the reason why I say 2018 for me was the most challenging, even more so than 2008, was because of the just the sheer velocity of the sell off we saw in December. Yeah. 2008 go down for a couple days, then go back up, and then down. It was very tradable. What we saw in December, Brian, day after day of just pure algo selling, mm-hmm. was unlike anything I've ever experienced in my career. That said, I mean, why did that happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it was a tough year. There's no question. Uh, you know, we we were feeling pretty good about ourselves <laughs> in August, September, up and you know, up up to uh, the beginning of October, and uh, and then things just started to turned south, you know, our, our portfolios were doing very well and, and then just boom, you know, everything kind of changed. And you know, I think uh, there was, you know, there's some economic news out there that started to show that maybe things were slowing and every recession starts with slowing. There's, you know, there's no question. But just because we're slowing doesn't automatically doesn't automatically guarantee there's going to be a recession. You know, there's a great article I recently read that said uh, the economy doesn't die of old age, uh, economic expansion doesn't die of old age. You know, it, and so there's you know there's no guarantee that just because we're having a slowdown that there we're going to have a recession. And uh, and in fact, economic the the recent economic data, job growth uh,
0: was very very strong and. The economy seems to be on good footing. So the sell-off in December and November, and even going back to October, was more of a, hey, things are starting to slow, comments from the Fed, and the fear that they raise rates too quickly. And then you've got the whole international fiasco, call it.
1: Yeah, China trade wars. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Trump and his tweets.
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) which doesn't help anything no but at least in the short term now it could help in the long term as i think this trade war is a needed thing i think a lot of people are still uh
1: scarred from 2008 and then you go back a few years prior to that we had the dot-com burst and people i think a lot of people are just don't want to be the last guy you know holding the bag and say you know i'm not going to go through 2008 again and so there's a lot of you know sellers psychological psychological yeah. you know, people say hey, I'm, a, I'm out of here and i'm gone and
0: and maybe they were
1: the people that jumped in the last couple of years and so they're easily out you know they're, they're the first guys out of the market
0: so so why did it happen are those reasons right it's the possible slowing, it's the Fed, it's the trade wars and it's psychologically, you know, the scars of two thousand eight are fresh and and we saw a lot of selling because of that. So where do where do we stand now? Where where do we go from here? That's what investors wanna know. Yeah. I, I mean, talk to clients, it's hey, tell us about our portfolio and then you know, is another two thousand eight coming. Like, what should we do? Is essentially the question. So Brian, what what should they do great uh, article last week in the new
1: york times it said what should you do about a falling stock market question mark nothing is the title is the headline <laughs> nothing i actually uh, <laughs> tweeted that article i thought it was a really good one uh, and i think really that's what that is the answer is you really shouldn't do anything especially if uh, your time horizon is 3 years 3 to 5 years or longer I mean, if your time horizon is less than that, let's say a one or two years or six months, then you shouldn't be invested in stocks. Period. So, to answer a question, really, you shouldn't do anything. You should have a plan, uh, and uh, hopefully, if you're invested in stocks, you have a time horizon more than you know two or three years.
0: It's you know it's three, four, five, ten years or longer. So, so let me throw some numbers at you <laughs> along those same lines, Brian. Uh, since 1930, there have been Three bear markets without a recession, which could potentially be what we are what's occurring right now. Uh, in the late 40s, the early 60s, and 1987. The late 40s and early 60s, we saw six-month bear markets. The market fell 21% and 22.3%. In 1987, the market, the bear market lasted three months. Three months only. Uh, and was down 29%. But here's the key. Late 40s, if I said, okay, you have to suffer a 21.8% drawdown, but the following 15 years, uh, you could see a 935% return. Would you take that six-month drawdown? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's, yeah. Early 60s,
0: six months, right? Brian, you're going to suffer 22.3% losses, but over the next 6.4 years, you're going to see 143% return. It's a no-brainer. Right. 1987, down 29%. The following 12.8 years, you're up 816%. Yeah. That's the long-term three-plus-year focus that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and- absolutely you know stocks were down 6 point what was it 6.2% you know for 2018 the s&p was down and is that pleasant no is it a catastrophe i would say no if you look over the last 3 years stock investors have done pretty well and i think that's how you should look at it but yes it's been painful for the last 3 months Yeah, especially if you've attached your, you know, you know, you see that high watermark in your uh, September 30th statement, you say, "Gosh, that's you know, that's that was the value of my portfolio." And now look where I'm at. So yeah, it's it's painful, but I think that's maybe unrealistic. Maybe it's unrealistic to think that you you know you have to look at it from a longer term perspective. But I think you really should. You shouldn't be you know, all upset because, you know, I like the other day I was talking to another advisor and he says, yeah, you know, hey, I'm down 20%, you know, over the last uh, three months. Well, you know, a year ago, you never had that extra 20%. I mean, you know, the the stock the, was up over 20% yeah, the year before. right. You're yeah. up over 20% the year before. So I think you have to take things in perspective and look at it from a long-term perspective and and not you know, focus on just what it's done over the last three months. But look at it, what it's done over the last year. Yeah, it's, we're down 6% for the last year, but okay. Focus on the longer term is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and, and 6% yeah. is 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 not, you know, all that bad.
0: I mean, it's not great, but it's not the end of the world for sure. So what should investors do? What I'm hearing you say is, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase, and you tell me if I'm off here, Uh Investors should focus not on one quarter, not on the worst December in the history of the stock market. Right. But they should focus on the next 3 to 5 to 10 to 15 to 20 years. Right. That's ultimately what's going to make or break them. A lot of what we do as advisors as well, Brian, is when a December is taking place, we prevent people from making catastrophic mistakes. Yeah. And those mistakes are when the market's down 15 20% to realize all those losses to get out and then try to pick the time to get back in right i mean that is a losing proposition so i think some of what why people pay us to do what we do is to prevent them from trading with their with their i don't know emotions Yep. That's really what it is. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Yep.
1: When you think about it, if you when you think about uh, investing, you invest in businesses, and people are really bad at timing. I mean, because of emo, part of it's because of emotions. You know, when the market's going up, you feel like, hey, I got to get in, I got to participate in this. When the market's got to go going down, you, you want to get out, you want to you know avoid, sidestep the downfall, the the hurt from a, a declining market. But if you own a business for a long period of time, you you even out or you you basically minimize those short-term, you know, trading potentially mistakes, you know, timing mistakes, and uh, you let the fundamentals of the business really take over the price of of a stock, and over time, profits of the company as they increase over time will. Uh, there's a strong correlation between the stock price and the growing price of a of the the growing profits of a company, mm-hmm. and uh, and so short-term price movements uh, can be taken out by just being a long-term investor
0: and uh, just focusing on the long term. And so, question for you: 2019. So, we looked at 2019, do you like the businesses in our portfolio? I love them. <laughs> I do. And in fact, you know, we listened, I listened
1: to uh, every conference call, uh, read the quarterly reports, and I would say, as a whole, almost every one of our portfolio companies had a very good quarter last quarter, and the outlook was very strong. Um, and so, yeah, the outlook, I feel very good about them. Now, you know, these are moving parts and everything changes. And that was three months ago. And, you know, where are we today? Well, we'll find out over the next, you know, a couple of months as
0: companies start to report earnings. So what do you expect 2019 to be? Well, Forecast for me, Yes, right? yeah. <laughs> so
1: let's go back a year ago. A year ago, um, corporate profits were basically about 20% lower than they are today. So companies are 20%, really 20% more valuable today than what they were a year ago. The fundamentals. Would, uh, but yet stock prices are down about 6 or 7% from where they were a year ago. So what does that tell you? It's well, more. So, so to, to me, stocks are more attractive today than they were a year ago. In most cases, uh, that's a good environment. That's, that's good for stocks. Are we going to be down another 6% a year from now? Could we? Absolutely, we could. I would be surprised. I mean, that that means either stock earnings or stock values go down, meaning the profits of those companies go down over the next year. And uh, to justify a lower price, if if stocks continue to grow, then I'd be very surprised that we have lower prices
0: a year from now. So we just need to be patient and stick with the game plan and own great businesses and. See what 2019 brings. So if you have money laying uh, aside, put away somewhere, now is a great time to invest as the market is cheaper. Put that money to work. If your money's already worked, be patient and have a plan and stick with it. Yeah.
1: Anything else, Brian? I would just say, just echo that same thought and just say, yeah, if you're a long-term investor, you got money that you want to invest for three years or longer, then absolutely, I think, right now is a good time to invest. That said, Brian,
0: 2018's over. Thank goodness. (laughs) We move on to 2019, bigger and better things. We look forward to some great announcements uh, with Iron Gate coming up soon, too. We've got some changes uh, as a firm that we are making, and we're excited to announce those. That'll be coming up in the next month, maybe two, we'll see. With that, my friends, Happy dang new year and we'll see you next week. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888